swept the technique. today joe george is in for blank oh joel blank working on his rap career yeah i mean it's, it's houston to be a little chopped and screwed right um it's always the best yeah i like i think that. I, like that. I think i like that version better was that a different version yeah that is a different version oh, i didn't know that that is a different version oh i think huh. it's totally different actually i didn't realize that because there's more woo in there like there's, that's there's the best part. What? That's like, my favorite like part the of the. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part of What Up H Town is the what. Yeah, it's that's, like there was more of that in there the yeah. last time. Rising right? action. Did yeah. you know? Did you know Blank uh, had bars? Did you no, know that? I didn't know that. He does. He does. Actually, were, actually I should have known that because known he that. he does a lot of rhyming. Is there a senior tour for rapping? There should be. That that that's a, that'd be a great TV show. <laughs> I'm sure there. I mean, yeah, there definitely is. Where would it air? MTV. Okay. A good answer. Six one six seven. Uh, he's at Wimbledon. That's mm. much different than we just heard. That's like boring. that Joel Blank that we just heard is a rejoin, and then at Wimbledon, that doesn't really go hand in hand. Four four eight four. He said he saw Blankers in the park with Barry Laminac and Nick Shahara having a picnic. The usual suspects to have a picnic. I see what you did there. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Why is Blankers not here today? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The rookies as a collective are the MVP. I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, especially those the the starters, like what they've done, you know, and like Blanco, Belak, France, even you give Dubin a little bit of credit, like what those guys have done in the absence of all these injuries, it's kept you afloat. Like it, it is just it has done everything for this team that you've that you've needed. And most people thought these guys were 4A players. Like, J.P. France is, again, a 28-year-old rookie. Corey Jolks, 27. Renel Blanco, 29. Like, you, you think that these guys are 4A players, and they, they've helped you. Um, maybe it's a little bit of a testament to the Astros bench coming into the year. Maybe the, you know, the, the depth of the starting pitching, all of that. But they've been very good. They've been very good for the Astros. 4624 Blankers is uh, taking Gilbert to get a new bike. That's mm. Blankers is very charitable. He wouldn't tell you that he is, but he's a very charitable person. So that doesn't surprise me a bit. Oh, uh, what's more important to the Astros? I forgot what Sean said. Sean Sean had a better uh, saying than health or trade. He said health or what did he say? Health or help? Oh. What is more important for the Astros? Health or help? Uh, trade health. deadline less than a month away. Health. If the Astros make no trade at the deadline. But Jordan Alvarez, Jose Arquiti, and Jose Altuve are healthy for the playoffs. They can win the World Series. I really, I do firmly believe that. I think that the trade will, it will help you. But it's not the most important thing. The most important is that specifically Altuve and Alvarez are back for the playoffs. So that to me is like really cut and dry and simple. That healthy, those guys being healthy is everything you need. The best player that you could get is Jordan Alvarez. Like he, so his health. Like I'm not. Even, I'm even like willing to ignore Michael Brantley here. Like I'm willing to throw Michael Brantley out and just not consider him realistic. But whenever you start looking at trade candidates, the best player that you could get 
is Jordan Alvarez. You're not getting anything on the trade market that is anywhere close to Jordan Alvarez. So if you can guarantee the health of Jordan Alvarez, that is far more significant than anything that you can get on the on the trade block. Now, if you kind of cut it in half and you looked at the offensive side versus the pitching side, I think you can have the conversation that what you could get on the trade market is better than what anything you can get back in terms of uh, from the IL. Because there's only one pitcher that's going to come back for this team, and it's, it's, it's Jose Arquiti. And I like Jose Arquiti. Jose Arquiti's won two World Series games. He's pitched some critical innings for you. Jose Arquiti was not pitching all that well this year before he got hurt. Would you rather have him than not? Absolutely, 100%. But there's a lot of trade options out on the market that are better pitchers and better options than Jose Arquiti. You cannot say that offensively at all. Joran Alvarez better than any trade candidate out there. I think there are a number of trade candidates that are better than Jose Arquiti. <laughs> the only player you could trade for that is better than Alvarez is probably Otani. Yeah, and I and even I offensively, don't think it's realistic. And offensively, he's not. I mean, his, his last month was, but like I, last month, he was unbelievable. That's actually I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I would take Alvarez over Otani. I'm going to have the loyalty to, to Jordan there. Like, at his peak, I think Alvarez is just... Otani's just so fast, man. Like, he 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 is the athleticism in his game that Alvarez doesn't have. He can turn doubles into triples and singles into doubles way more than Alvarez can. I don't want Jordan doing those things. Yeah, you know, we don't want Jordan doing no, those things. No, I don't want he him also, taking extra bases. He can't really do those things, like, as effectively as Otani. It's tough, Like, but, like, straight power, I think Alvarez's power is way more. Yeah, even though when Otani when plus he I'm really going I'm going fly. loyalty. Jordan's hit some big home runs for this city. Yeah, what's Otani? Like, massive home runs in this city. He's he's done really good in the regular season. Yep. Yeah, what has he ever done? He's done yep. really good in the regular season. He's accomplished nothing. Now Jordan career. doesn't pitch. But. Yeah, I was gonna say we're you just said that you don't want him like stretching for extra bases. No, absolutely not. You don't want him uh, playing in the field. No, I don't. You, uh, DH only. Yes. Whereas Otani is. Hitting and pitching. Well, he's got value there. <laughs> he's taking. No, I'm just saying yeah. as a workload. Like we're trying to get. Uh, Jordan does a very normal workload for a major league baseball uh, hit player. Yeah, and you're trying to take some of that workload off. Yeah. Whereas Otani has like a normal workload for yeah. a hitter, and also is his team's ace. Yeah, there's three months of Shohei Otani. Like I'm, I'm using and abusing Shohei Otani in those three months. Yeah. I mean, that's why Dusty Baker would be perfect for him. He knows how to run. A, he knows how to run a pitcher into the ground every third I, day. I am treating Shohei Otani like a rookie, like a running back on their rookie contract. Like I am running him into yeah. the ground. I'm getting three months of that guy. He's pitching every fourth day. Yeah, he's going every fourth day. He's going eight innings. Yeah, like, days of DHing are over on the off him. days. You're playing left. Yeah, like, yeah. He's doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> but you I mean people are just. Clamoring for Otani, I think that the Angels would be silly not to trade Otani. Oh, they have. To he's trade not in him. the. He's not in the Astros conversation, though. I think he's in the team up north conversation. Do you think the Rangers are going to be in it on Otani? Look, they've got some top prospects, and if you were ever going to say, That'd like, be scary, you're going to tell me a franchise is going to be irrational with their prospects, their future for one run at trying to beat the Astros, wouldn't it be them? Like, isn't that the perfect candidate to trade for Otani? Is the Texas Rangers? Like they have multiple top 100 prospects, they clearly don't care about the money. They would be fine trading for Otani and letting them walk. Like this is their one opportunity to try to take down the Astros. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. I don't either. Like that would that would be which terrifying. Means, which means they probably should do it, or at least like there's like it's a compelling like reason like, to do it is the fact that three Astros fans are sitting here being like, God, I hope they don't. But like the one time Junior Bronco and I might agree on something. 
it's a death wish for the Rangers. Like they give up all those yeah. prospects. Yeah. They know he's not going to sign. They've got all these bad, these all these contracts that will eventually all be bad contracts. Like that's, it would be such a good return for like three months. Like if you don't win a World Series, it'll be such it's a, a failure. Bad move. It's a failure if you don't win the World Series because you do you do mortgage your future. I mean, you're selling your soul to the devil. Any team Name that trades, Otani. Yeah, anything that trades for Otani well, that angel. doesn't resign him. <laughs> True, it's not the devil. That's a, that's a good point, Sean. <laughs> they sold their soul to the angel. The Why angel. are they angel? Yeah, yeah. I it's if they don't win it, it's a bad trade. Especially like, if you don't, if you don't resign him. Like, I mean, it'd be different if it's the Dodgers and then they resign him after. Yeah, but like for like a team like the the Yankees or the Rangers, whoever might be in these conversations, like it, it'll be a failure because like you're gonna have to give up like your best prospects for him. What like, percentage of Shohei Otani, like if the like how good do the Angels have to feel about Shohei to not trade him? Like I'm talking about in terms of resigning him. Like if they're 10 percent sure, do they retain him? If they're 20 percent sure, do they retain him? Because I, I think that it does help yeah, I, to have him for the entire season. Like I, trading him and then signing him back, I think is more difficult than just not trading him and signing him back. I, I think that they know that they have no chance to sign him if they don't make the playoffs. Because the one thing he has shown in his in his life is that he takes less money. Like, he left Japan two years early and signed for less money than he could have. He went to a two-year deal in arbitration early on instead of doing it year by year. Like, he has actually, like, cost himself millions of dollars by coming to the MLB earlier than he needed to, by the way he handled the arbitration. Yeah. So, like, is he going to take a $6 million contract? Like, Jeff Passan did an interview with Ryan Rosillo talking about this, and, like, he's kind of shown you so far he might take less money to be comfortable and to win. Go where he wants. And But, like, if the Angels don't make the playoffs, I don't know how, if winning is his ultimate goal, he would be willing to do that. Like, he's not – is he going to be another Mike Trout? Like, are they going to have two players that are going to waste their careers on a on, on an inept franchise? Yeah. See, I think, Shohei, I think Shohei's worth $700 million. I think he's worth $70 million a year. I think what he does offensively is easily worth $35 million a year. I think what he does pitching is easily worth $35 million a year. Now, you do have the risk because now you're investing $70 million a season to Shohei Otani. I think he's worth it. Like I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here. I think Shohei Otani is worth seventy million dollars a year. I'm not paying a single person seventy million dollars a year. No, because the problem with that seventy million dollars is that what happens when one of them falls apart? You're toast. Because one, one of them will, right? Oh, I mean, Shohei already has fallen apart. Like Shohei's missed a season on the mound as, yeah. as he was having Tommy John. Like so if you like, sign him for ten years, do you think he pitches for ten of them and hits? Not all of them. No, like, and I think you see a serious like what the hell regression you, in his talent. Like, like what it's the just hell normal. do you do when you're paying him seventy million dollars? He's not pitching anymore. You sell a lot of merch and say that's you're screwed. You're looking at business. The Mike Trout injury. He's going to be out a while. Is this the final sign that Otani will be traded? The Rangers. You mentioned you threw them out there. Who are some other candidates that could be in the market for Otani? And did you see old school versus new school? Last night in baseball, 713-780-3776, Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, doing just enough not to get fired. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work.
the killer bees what about the murderous jays we've got joel jeremy and joe that's three jays coming to you live from the veritex community bank studios on espn 97.5 it's the killer bees and murderous jays we're talking about shohei otani uh is this the final sign? We saw the the surgery on Mike Trout, which the timeline on this is ridiculous. Four to eight weeks for a hamate. This is going to take eight weeks. This is not a four-week injury. Is this the final sign that Shohei will be traded to you? Uh, yes, because they're going to fall out of playoff contention very quickly. I think so, too. And they're they've not already been falling back. Yeah, they've already been falling back. They're what, are they four back or five back now of the, the wild card? They're just, they don't have enough. And, like, if you're going to... I honestly don't think they're going to do enough at the deadline, and maybe this hurts. If you're going to do one with Otani, why aren't you doing the other? Like, if you're going to trade Otani, like, why wouldn't you just trade both guys? Like, I, I know that's a, maybe it's absurd to say, but if you're going to do it, why are you going to half-ass it? Yeah, like, no half measures. Like, like guys will go all in. Like, just go all the way in and say, look, we're going to be the worst team in baseball. We already are one of them with these guys. Like you, if you traded Trout and Otani at the deadline, you could get six or seven top prospects between the two trades, and in theory, like you could be the next Astros. I wonder how hard though it'd be to trade Trout with this injury. Forty-eight weeks, so that's like it's, it's after the deadline. He so you miss, would, a yeah. team would have to waive it, right? Like because I, I don't think that you can trade a player technically. Uh, whether I mean the other teams gonna have to approve it regardless because you're making a well, trade. so maybe, but maybe it's like this offseason. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I think it had to be in the offseason. Like you I, do, I think... you do Otani now. You officially don't bring him back, and then you move Trout. I mean, I think they should go full rebuild. They have not been able to win with either guy, right? Like they've their their roster builds have been terrible. They had the year not that long ago where they drafted a pitcher with every single draft pick because their pitching is uh, brutal. Yeah, like their rotation this year is brutal too. Name another starter in in, in L A. and Anaheim that doesn't that's not Shohei Otani. Well, what what did they do? Like two years ago, was it two thousand twenty one? There was twenty round when there was twenty rounds in the draft. They took twenty pitchers. Yeah. Like, because they just were like, they're like, well, sucks. hopefully we fig- hopefully we hit on a couple of them. <laughs> we get like three of the twenty is like a great player. Like, yeah, I I would be shocked if they keep Otani. It, it would just be stunning to me. Like, I, it just seems like malpractice. The Angels though are like the way that they've constructed their roster around Mike Trout for the course of his career is a perfect case study of why, like. Spending stupid money is not always good. Like, and it's usually not good. The Yankees got away with it for years, but the Yankees were also developing their own talent. Like, they developed Mariano Rivera. They developed Derek Jeter. Like, there were a lot of homegrown players, and then they would supplement it with money, right? With free agency. So, if this is why I'm not a huge fan of big contracts, because the Angels have given out tons of big contracts trying to be like a real player in Major League Baseball around Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. Anthony Rendon, like they've almost all have failed and failed miserably. Like you, you can even throw Justin Upton in the mix. The Angels have given out so much bad money. Oh yeah, and like this is the whenever people are like spin, 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 spin. Go, go look at the Angels since they've had Mike Trout. It does not work. The best way to win in Major League Baseball is whenever you're growing your own talent, like the Houston Astros have done for years, and you're getting production from a JP France, from uh, a Jeremy Pena, a Yiner Diaz, a Corey Jolks. The best way to win at a very high level in baseball is by developing talent within your own farm system. And they failed. Like they have failed time and time again. So it, 
it's just it's so because like you're not the like you're not the Astros, like you don't have the uh, ability to just let your best player walk. Like they can't afford to just let their Springer walk. I mean, and, and he's really it's their Springer and their Cole, and they're losing one deal. <laughs> Same guy. Like they're losing George Springer and Garrett Cole in one off season, like just like the Astros did, and um, like it's one guy, and like they're not going to keep him, but they don't have that Kyle Tucker esque player to come up that Fromber Valdez to come up and replace them. And even if they did, like what would it matter? Like even if they had two guys to replace Joey Otani, they still suck. Yeah. So it's like you need way more than that. Who do you think's gonna trade for Shohei? Um, I think the Rangers make a lot of sense. I really do. Um the Dodgers to me I wonder if they would have to give up less because they feel like they know they're not gonna ha- like. They know they can probably resign him. Yeah, like they like they know like there's a pretty good chance like he's gonna be back there. It feels like what they've been doing, the Dodgers, is like they're almost saving up to be players and Shohei in the off season. I would have said before the season the Padres, but like they're they're pretty far back right now, so I don't think they'd be in that ball game. Yeah, the Padres are interesting too, and like most of their money is down the road. You know, like yeah. their payroll right now, like because you still have. Soto on, like, his first deal. Tatis, like, has those escalators. Like, they're kind of weird where they have most of their money is down the road. So, I don't know if they would be major players for a guy that's going to be a free agent in three months. And plus, they've given away a lot of talent to acquire these players. Yeah, they just gave up Mackenzie Gore, their shortstop, C.J. Abrams, all last year. But, like, look, they're nine games out of the division right now. They're five games below 500. Are you in position to trade for Shohei Otani? Honestly, they should be probably selling, if anything. Like, if they know they're not going to keep Juan Soto in two years, maybe he should just be back on the block. Fill up the... See, I don't, this is why I don't think Shohei's going to be traded, to be com- completely honest with really? you. Really? I don't think there's going to be a team that's going to give the Angels what they feel is necessary for but, Shohei Otani. And, and I think the Angels want Shohei back, and they feel like they need to keep him in order to have a better chance to resign him. I don't think Shohei's going to be traded. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be traded. I think you're probably... You're probably right. I just think it's a that's a disastrous decision if you're an organization. Oh, I would trade him. I would trade him to the highest bidder. Whoever like, gives me the best offer that I like, I'm trading him. Even if, even if it's not whatever back? I think that, uh, well, you can. I mean, we like seen the Aroldis Chapman thing. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, the Cubs gave up two top prospects for Aroldis Chapman. I think it does. I think it does cut your odds of getting him back when you trade him. No, I don't does. know how much, but it, it, I think it does a bit. Well, let's say you trade him to like Miami. Yeah, he's, not re- he's not resigning in Miami. And he's probably not resigning in Miami, but what if he goes there and he loves Miami and they make and a playoff push? Buys a offseason house there. And it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, your your odds go down dramatically. But like to me, it's really it's it's the Dodgers, it's the Giants, it's the Rangers, and I guess the Yankees. I think he wants to be in the West. I guess to be out west. I don't really believe the Yankees have the firepower or the will to do that. Cashman's been pretty conservative lately. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't spend money like the old guys. No, he doesn't. Makes New York unhappy. If Shohei Otani was on the Angels in 2000, 2000, he'd be a Yankee, and they'd pay for it. Oh, no doubt. They'd trade away every top prospect they had, and they'd give him a billion dollars. 6602, could you see the Braves trading for him? That's a team with a ton of talent. The Braves are so good. That would be frightening. Acuna and uh, Otani in the same outfield. I mean, what Acuna's uh he's got 40 stolen bases before the All-Star break. Uh, best player he, in baseball. He's going to be a 40-80 guy. He's the year. best offensive player in baseball. Yeah, for sure. Acuna is. He's not a better player. He's a better offensive player. 4-2-3-1, what the Astros have to give up to get Otani? I think it starts with Brown and Pena. 
And I just I got no interest in trading Hunter Brown. So pass. maybe maybe not paying you, but like a Hunter Brown, Drew Gilbert, couple of B level prospects. I think that's what the cost would be. Would you like? Would you entertain it if it was involved Pena and Gilbert? Not really. I don't think so either. Because like I think you have to know like you're likely not going to bring back Kyle Tucker. No, and I would. Drew Gilbert like yeah. is going to be a factor in your organization. And, and Chandler Rome just did an article with Dana Brown about Dana Brown and, and the draft and how important it is because it is important. Like, to the people that say, like, like the outside Houston people, the uneducated people, that say, like, the Astros didn't get punished for the cheating scandal, no, this is their punishment. Like, you're seeing their punishment play out. Look at a top 100 prospect ranking, and you'll see Drew Gilbert in it, but you'll see no one else. Like, that's their punishment, that they don't have that next superstar player because they lost those draft picks. And, like, that's what Dana Brown has to do so well. So I don't know if he's going to really want to go out and just blow up the farm system with what it has. Astros just made it official on uh, Altuve. They're placing him on the IL retroactive to two days ago, so he could actually be brought back the first game against the Angels. Cool. And then they optioned Mashinsky down to AAA as well. They've recalled David Hensley, and they've recalled uh, Renel Blanco. Blanco can only get called up because Altuve was placed on the IL. So kind of works out by getting uh, Blanco a, a start tonight against Seattle. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Will of Bits. We'll see what the Will has in store for the Bees next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. It's a great pleasure of mine to tell you all about Gentle Ben for a variety of reasons. At the top of that list is because, look, I believe what I say. I think I call it like I see it. And Gentle Ben is the best. The vodka, best in the state. The gin, best in the market. The bourbon, double platinum winner at the prestigious Ascot Awards. Gentle Ben uses their innovative, revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits that you'll ever taste. Smooth, clean, eliminates the burn. Don't labor through your drink. Enjoy it. Savor it. And you can do that with Gentle Ben. Head to GentleBen.com to learn their incredible story. Head to the Gentle Ben tasting room or stop at your favorite liquor store on the way home and pick up a bottle today. Ask for it the next time you're at your favorite bar or restaurant as well. Hey, they have it at Minute Maid Park. Stop by the Gentle Ben bar inside of Minute Maid Park right when you walk in the Union Station entrance. Gentle Ben, you'll love what's not in it. ESPN 975.com Tiger Friendly Radio. He would take a picture of Carol and take her head and put it on the body of a man in a diaper. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for start, sit, cut. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. Mm hmm. for a role in a community theater production of Oklahoma. Hmm. Where is Blankers at today? 713-780-3776. Joe George is uh, filling in for Blankers. Sean Mapes filling in for Joe George. All right, Joe, what is the uh, what does the Will have in store for the Bees today? Uh, start, sit, cut. And this first one we got here, I got a couple. We can just focus on one. We'll see how it goes. Immediate reaction on the spot. Start, sit, cut. Fred Van Vliet. Dylan Brooks. Juck, Lawndale. Start, bench, cut? Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> no, this is easy. <laughs> oh, we, this, oh, is, <laughs> this is very easy. It's not. Why? You're going to go with Jock? Uh, start, Fred, sit, Jock. Cut, Dylan Brooks. So you're cutting. You're not, you're not a fan of the signing of Dylan no. Brooks? No. I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's how I read this. Is 
you know, rank how I feel about these signings. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about them. See, I think Dylan Brooks is going to be a major upgrade for the Rockets. He'll like, play more. He'll be a better player than Jock Landell. It's just see, the, I like Jock Landell, though. So like, do I. I think that the popular answer would be you're starting Van Vliet. You're going to bench Brooks because he can come off the bench because you have a lot of guards and that you would cut Jock Landell. I, I think that would be the consensus. I don't think so. You don't think? I think Sean's right. I, I think, think the consensus is... Is Very Dylan low Brooks on Dylan Brooks. See, I, I feel like the animosity and the disdain for Dylan Brooks is not fair. Dylan's not fair, not, but it's, it's there. It's real. <laughs> Isn't Dylan Brooks probably going to be one of those guys that we're always going to say, yeah, he's overpaid, but I'm glad he's on our team. Are we sure he's going to be overpaid? That's the other thing. It, it is. I, I know you pointed out yesterday, Jeremy, that's descending. I, I feel yeah. like not enough people. I mean, because $80 million, no matter how you cut it, is a lot for Dylan Brooks for four years. But it is descending at a time where the NBA cap is only going to go up. And then it's going to go up even more because there's a new TV deal coming in two years. So the, the cap is going to ra- raise by like 7 to 10% every yeah. year. As his deal is going down like five percent every year, yeah. So by the end, it won't be terrible. It's still, I just, I just don't, I just don't want that guy on my team. Like it's, it's the attitude problem that I have to think that Ime Udoka is gonna work on, and then the shooting problem, which if he hasn't fixed it so far in his career, I don't know when that ever is gonna happen. So the fact is, both those things, I can't overlook both those. I things. think you can. First off, on the attitude problem. I've never heard. Have you heard where it's an issue within the team? No, but it's just. I the, mean that that statement of we're not bringing him back as soon as the season ends. I feel like that's a little telling, isn't it? Yeah, but his teammates don't seem to ever have issues. With it's him. not and it's like not Memphis. That the, they they seem to like him as a player. It's just that I don't want the influence of how Dylan Brooks carries himself, how the way yeah. he's just he's going to be a leader to these young guys in the team and I'm not sure if I want him in that leadership role. I understand. That that's what it is. It's not so much that he's like not going to get along with guys cuz that that's part of the problem with Memphis. They they're all knuckleheads and they all got along. See, I I just I wonder if Dylan Brooks is kind of just like that on the floor though. We're like you get him in a practice where coaches love him and the teammates like to have him on the team like you know, Pat Beverly, like Pat Beverly yeah. teammates liked him, right? Coaches liked him. He was a hard worker. Like, I wonder how much of that is shtick on the floor versus how much of that carries over to practice. Because if it carries over to, like, you know, behind the scenes and private, then it is an issue. If it's just that he's a goon, he's going to get a lot of technicals and ejections and try to get under your skin, quite frankly, I like that on my team. I want a goon. I want a defensive mind. I want a mother on my basketball team. I just do. I think it's better for the team. So, that's where and it's kind of unknown, right? Like if it crosses over to practices, if it if it becomes a stain for the young players, that's where it's an issue. If that stuff doesn't exist, I don't see a problem there. The shooting aspect of it is, quite frankly, he needs to be a catch and shoot three point shooter. Yeah. The, the best version of Dylan Brooks is the Dylan Brooks that only catches and shoots threes and he plays defense. Him creating off the dribble, things like that, that is a Dylan Brooks that you don't want to have on your team. So defense, craziness, keep it you know, on the floor, and then be a catch and shoot three point shooter. Anything more than that, I, I think that I, I totally understand the criticism if it tries to be a bigger offensive force and, than that specifically. And that reportedly is what happened in his end of season meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies is that he reportedly yeah. wanted a bigger role in the offense. That's that's what he came mm-hmm. to the, his employers with was, you know what, know what the problem is? Yeah, I know. 
that, that's I, I troubling. talked smack, didn't back it up in any way. The Lakers' entire defense was built around me shooting as, <laughs> as much as possible. But I think I should shoot more in this offense. That like it, yeah. I just don't like. I just don't like the whole Dylan Brooks. I don't like experience. that part either. Like the, uh, but the, I he agree. wants a bigger role offensively. He's like, eh, know your role. I do agree with you that like having like a goon or goonish type, like that's not bad. That's actually a good thing no, for I want this, a especially dude. this team. They need some edge, and he brings an edge. I just don't love the other stuff. Yeah. yeah, Ocho says, unfortunately, that's probably the Dylan Brooks you're going to get. Like, if it if it's that, then you're right. It's a horrible contract. If Ime Adoka can reel him in, I, I totally understand it. I like Jock Landell. Uh, you're, Fred Van Vliet just got the maximum. He's he's your starter here. Um, I still like that deal the best. I guess be I guess I'll bench Jock and cut Brooks, even though I just came to Brooks' defense. Uh, th- <laughs> <laughs> you changed your mind? No, I didn't change my mind. He just remembered how much he loves Jock Landell. I, I love Jock Landell, and I think it's a great contract. Stretch five. Like you get, didn't get to shoot that yeah, much. Yeah, $32 million, four years, only the first year of it's guaranteed. He's a hustle dude. I think there's an outside chance he's going to start some games for the Rockets if if uh, Alpi's not loved by Ime Adoka. And I think that, you know, for all the good things I said about Dylan Brooks, I think you can probably find that via trade for a better contract. So probably go that route, even though I'm, I'm fine with the Brooks deal. Okay, I have one other one. In honor of uh, the Jordan Alvarez bat flip bobblehead, yeah. start, sit, cut. Jordan Alvarez's home run versus the Mariners. Oh, no. Jordan Alvarez's home run in the World Series or Christian Javier's and the team's no-hitter in the World Series. Oh, man. <laughs> Start sick. <cut. sighs> okay, I think... Jeremy? It's all your... <laughs> I think you have to cut the no-hitter. I think so, too. Because you can That's, still win insane, that game. Insane Because you still win the game. Yeah. Javier gives up one hit there. You still win the game. You yeah. roll. Jordan Alvarez, the home run against Seattle. You don't win the game. You lose the game, and you're down one nothing in a five-game series. And in the home run of the World Series, okay, you don't guarantee a win in game six. Anything can happen in a game seven. The, the two Jordan home runs were game winners. Yeah. Javier's no-hitter is great, and it has, like, you know, the, you know, the kind of the magic of throwing a no-hitter in a World Series game, which is awesome. Great story. But if Javier gives up one hit, you still win the game. It doesn't change that you won the World Series. Without a Jordan Alvarez home run in Seattle, you might not make it out of that round. Without a Jordan Alvarez in Game 6 of the World Series, you might not win Game 6, which faces an elimination game in Game 7. I'm going to go the World Series because it guaranteed you a World Series. Like I'm going to yeah. start that one. I'll bench the Alvarez home run versus Seattle, and i got to cut the, the no-hitter. Yeah, I'm this. As you talk it out, I'm the same. It was, it was between the ALDS homer and the no hitter for me. But yeah, I mean, as much as we rip Scott Service, or at least I personally rip Scott Service every chance I get for the like, well, you know, we're two swings of the bat away from being up two to nothing, and it's going to be a tough one in Game Three. We'll see. And yeah, like they were three swings of the bat away from yeah. really making a series. And we like to make fun of them for like, yeah, if all the plays that lost you the games didn't happen, you would have won all the games. But there is some truth to how close that series is, that Seattle series it was. That series is crazy. You have the walk-off, the 18-inning game. Yeah. It's crazy series. That's like one of the most stressful sweeps probably I've ever seen. Yeah. What was good about the 
Like at least at least game three. Like even if you lose that game, you're still up two to one. So like that you was still, the least stressful. Yeah. but it was a zero zero game in the 18th inning. Right. Like that was a house's money game. But it's like I don't really want to play game four, especially after going through all this this pitching, especially that it got deeper and deeper. Man, what are you doing in a game four? So yeah, yeah, I got to go. That what was yours? They saved Jose Arquiti. They were fine. <laughs> what was your start bench cut? <laughs> Mine's the same as your guys. Like as yeah. much as I love Javier in that moment and like how great that no hitter was and just how cool it was. Yeah. Like. The Jordan Alvarez World Series is is number one. Yeah, that's like, like an all-time moment. Like you said, yeah. he basically clinched the World Series with that as opposed right. to go to a game. Okay, the best start, moment, I think, in Astros history. Start, sit, cut. We'll just, we're going to change out the Javier no-hitter. I'll, I'll give you the Altuve to send the Astros to the World Series over Chapman. In 19? Like where does that fall I would with still, these I would, three Yeah, I'm cutting, I'm cutting that one. That wasn't in a World Series winning year. That's the most cuttable. Right, it's oh, the one I, that you, yeah, you don't, you didn't win a World Series. I hear you, I hear you, but I, I would put that above the the Mariners one, mm. and like I guess I'm like objectively biased because like that I was there as a fan that game, and it was like that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was there person. too. Like it was just that was such an incredible I moment, and I, and Rollis <laughs> Chapman just sucks so hard. Like I hate that guy, and and that. And that gif that we get, or yeah. gif, however you want to say it, the gif, that smile the gif is worth a lot. The smile helps a lot. Like it, it, it kind of it builds your case. In I the same vein, win the World Series. In the same vein that the World Series home run is worth more than a game one ALDS home run. Logically speaking, a game six ALCS home run to clinch the game mm. is worth more. Than a game one, but home you know run the, the outcome. Yeah, you know the outcome. You know that you lose if, the nineteen World Series. But if, if you didn't know, if you didn't know the outcome, it would the uh, Altuve home run would be. If you high. don't know the outcome, I would agree. Yeah. If you don't the know moment, the outcome, yeah, I would agree. knowing it the outcome, you to a World Series yeah. versus it wins you a game one in a five game series. I guess this probably puts me on bad take Boulevard next week. If we're taking out what knowing outcomes, it's the Yankees. Like you sent the Yankees home. In the ALCS, I know it's not the World Series. I'd rather have a World yeah, Series. Yeah, no, than but you know, I know. you know it's World Series Game Six, and I he know. hits a home run. So you, you, theoretically, they could bring in Will Harris and blow the game, but th- that didn't happen Will in Harris. 2022. <laughs> or yeah, 2022. Why is Will Harris like good this season? Is he? I haven't noticed. <laughs> I haven't His numbers t- are pretty good for in. the Rangers. You're talking about Will Smith. Will Smith, wrong person. Big Willie style. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Will Harris. I, even, I don't think he's uh, even in baseball. Uh, he was hurt. I don't know if he's made his way back yet. No, he hadn't pitched since 2021. He might have retired, actually. Maybe it was an injury. Mm. Maybe it was a cost him his career. Maybe he's with Mike Fires in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I hope for Harris' sake he's not. Not because of Mexico. I love Mexico, but because of, of Mike, Mike Fires. Fires. <laughs> <laughs> 713-780-3776. Uh, today is Fried Chicken Day. What is the best fried chicken in the city of Houston? And what do you need to see for Ronel Blanco against Seattle tonight? Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Sports Scooby Snacks. This sure is a creepy place. Yeah. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Grant, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Renel Blanco on the mound today. They called him up. Blanco and Hensley up. Altuve to the IL. Mashinsky's down. Blanco against George Kirby. 
Astros going Blanco tonight. Hunter Brown tomorrow against Luis Castillo. Fromber against Woo on Saturday. And then Sunday at the BLAC versus a Logan Gilbert. I mean, home four-game series, you'd like to win the series. Those four guys, I kind of take two. Kind of take two of a four-game set. I think I, I just, can you try to find a way to just stay two games back? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, whatever the outcome Whatever it is, takes to make sure that you're within two. Just be two games back going into the All-Star break, whatever the result is. Like, even if you lose, get swept, I don't care. Just be two games back. Uh, no, that would suck. Yeah, you want to go. Yeah, that, that would be tough. That would be tough if the Rangers got swept and you did too. And you could have. Yeah, I don't want that. You've been playing good ball. At least two, stay within two. That's fine going into the break with those four that are pitching. Uh, It'd be nice. I haven't seen a lineup yet today for the Astros. We'll see whenever they come out. Are you checking threads or Twitter? (laughs) I'm not doing threads. Why not? I'm on threads at Joe George Radio. Anybody who's on threads right near is fear-mongering. Why? It's going to kill Twitter. You think it's going to kill Twitter? Um, I think it's going to compete with Twitter. (laughs) I don't think so. That's what Facebook does. Facebook kills Twitter apps they killed snapchat with instagram like because i mean instagram snapchat one was snapchat ever bigger than instagram no but they murdered snapchat when they added the reels on instagram it completely destroyed snapchat it's like people don't use it anymore they're a multi-billion dollar company instagram introduced the reels and just destroyed snapchat okay mark zuckerberg kills companies he killed the winkle bosses there was like stole their idea fact there was like there was like three million users on Threads last night. Really? Yeah. How many are on Twitter? Lots more. The whole like I saw people freaking out about like the rate limits exceeded stuff, and people were griping and griping and griping. It's like you're the ones that are the most dependent on Twitter. Like you're griping about Twitter cutting it's your not, rates. That means not, you're on Twitter more than anybody else. It's it's the fact that like we all know we all have like brains. We all know Elon was lying. He fired his entire company and their servers failed, and then he tried to come up with some lame excuse that he's rate limiting us. Because then all, because then he continued to rate limit us all weekend, and it was never an issue again. Like he's just run, he's running the company into the ground. Is he or is he monetizing it? He's trying to monetize it, but like no one's done. Like, do you use TweetDeck? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna buy verification so you can use TweetDeck now? No, I refuse to buy anything off. Because Twitter. like that's the rule. Like you're gonna have to be verified, pay the eight dollars to now use TweetDeck. But people are doing it. Are they? Twitter has never made more money than it's making. There's right not now. a single host or producer on this station. That is purchased. I know we're small sample. I saw bus. Patrick Creighton did it over the weekend. Okay, there's one person on the station. I didn't. Not- that's 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 eight dollars more than Elon Musk was getting from the station. Congrats, Elon. What if there's a million other stations that are doing just one no, person? You're, now you're it's prob- eight million dollars more. You're probably right. A month. I mean, like we know that once upon a time, the uh, highway to hell uh, convinced Twitter to verify all of its employees. Oh, yeah. So, That's why I got my check. I know it is. <laughs> but Josh Beard had like 300 followers on Twitter when they got him verified. It made no sense. So, like, maybe other people will, will help. But, like, I don't know. I just think Elon's going to run Twitter into the ground, to be honest. Maybe. I'll, uh, I'm always the latest, like, the last to jump. I'm always the last to jump over to, uh, like, I was the last on Facebook. I was the last on Twitter. I'll probably be the last on whatever this thing is. What do we got? Uh, Dubon. Okay. Bregman, Tucker, Abreu at first, Diaz, DH, batting fifth. Okay, so Maldi's probably back. McCormick, Pena, Jokes, Maldonado. Maldi's back. That's a winner. That's a winner. That's fine by me. I'm cool with that. I don't see anything wrong there. Do you see anything wrong there? What's wrong with Dusty's lineup? 713-780-3776. Or at Jeremy Brenham. Nothing. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Like, Maldi's going to play. That's uh, honestly, fine. If, if, if Altuve's out, this lineup's perfect. 
Who's out? If Altuve's out. Yeah, yeah. Since he's out, this line is perfect. Who, whenever Jordan's back, what do you do? <sighs> I mean, we know the answer. We bench Maldi. Yeah, you bench Maldi. But Willie's going to call us and tell us we're wrong. Yeah. You don't bench Maldi. You, you bench Yiner. That's what he's going to tell us. Uh, today's fried chicken day. National fried chicken day. I'm going to pick up some fried chicken on the way home. Where is your favorite fried chicken in this city? In the city of Houston. I don't have a good answer for that. There's two at the top of my list. Gus's, which I, I remember having it in Memphis, the original Gus's. Gus's world-famous fried chicken. A little bit of a hot chicken. Uh, it's fantastic. It's very, very good. And you know, I, don't, I think this started off in College Station. Lane's Chicken. Which I, they just Lane, opened out here, right? Is it new? I, I first time I've I had it once. I thought it was new, but I couldn't say that with Did a they, high degree of confidence. I knew they were opening. Are it's they open there. now? I think it's on. Yeah, I had it the other day. Okay. I think I'm going to have it on the way home. Um, Lane's mm. chicken is fantastic. Lane's chicken. So now it's chicken fingers, not really fried chicken, but Lane's chicken fingers fantastic. Gus's world famous fried chicken. Gus's unbelievable. Awesome. Have you had it? I oh, it's so good. It is very very good. It's probably like it's not really like my. It's not in my wheelhouse. Nine, okay, three, seven. Bon Chan Korean fried chicken. That's very good. Huh. It's very good, but it's not It's not my favorite. Like, it's nowhere near Gus's for me. Uh, 9042 Dave's Hot Chicken. I've not tried that. I, in fact, I don't think I've had a, a Nashville hot chicken, period. Have you ever dabbled with the Nashville uh, hot chicken? That's a tough question to answer because I think... It's a tough question to because answer. My answer. Sounds is, like a yes or no to no, me. Yes no, no, because or. my answer is yes, but I think most people would say... It's not true. Like I, I get the Nash, national hot chicken whenever I go to a yard house. Oh, but like I don't know if that necessarily counts. Counts. So like I've had plenty of like that sandwich, but like not probably as authentic as other people would say. Yeah, so um, that's why it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I guess so. Somebody he said Chicken Express. I think he might be trolling. Have you had Chicken Express? No, I've not. I've that's had still, Chicken Express. Is it any good? It's all right. Like is it nothing? It's it's nothing crazy. I've had it like three times in my life. Have you had their fried okra? All right. Uh, I don't think I've had their fried okra. Huh. I like fried okra. You know who's got good fried okra is Spring Creek. Never in Spring Creek. Spring Creek barbecue has good fried okra. Is that by us? Because we're kind of close. There's there is there's one on. um, Tell you what, Kingwood barbecue. There's one on 1960. Kingwood. Like there's not a lot of great barbecue spots. I have I have a great barbecue around me. Yeah, I have Corkscrew. Oh, I've never see, I've never I've Corkscrew's made, fantastic. Corkscrew's like the, one of the only barbecue places I haven't had the chance to go to yet. Corkscrew is my favorite brisket in the city. Really? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's then. probably top three I've ever had. Huh? Franklin's is the best. Like yeah, Franklin's Franklin's, is elite. Franklin's isn't even like a uh, like some people. Oh, Franklin's like the touristy. No, Franklin's is elite. Franklin's is the best brisket you'll ever have in your life. It is so good. I mean, if it just melts in your mouth. It's so good. Uh, Waka says Houston's best fried chicken is Trill Burgers. They don't have fried chicken there, do they? I don't. I haven't gone yet. I need to. I like a good little smash burger, dude. That place is talking about bringing the celebrities. Fake Tony Stark said Tin Roof. <laughs> um, some of the textures here. Chicken Express is really good as far as the cheapest cheapest options go. I might give it a shot. That's where I'd put it. It's it's very cheap. But is it better than Popeyes? Good. No. See, Popeyes uh, is so good. Popeyes is so good. Gatlin's Fins and Feathers has the best chicken in the city. I'll have to, I'm going to have to bookmark that. Give hey, that if you a ever guys want to bring us fried chicken. Oh, I forgot about Frenchies. At Joe George Radio on Twitter. Frenchies is so, is so good. All right. That's it for us. What's the Will House going to lead off their show with today? Um, Why 
Jose Altuve being out is a good thing for the Houston Texans. I think they're going to break down. Call me off guard today. I don't know why. I think they're going to break down the 2024 NFL mock draft that was on ESPN today. Sean, do you venture a guess? That was your guess. I was thinking that too. All right, that's it for us. Thanks so much to Sean Mape filling in. Joe George for blank. I'm Branham. We'll we'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The Wheelhouse is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston.